Hey, facers. I've been using HelloFresh for a while now, and let me tell you, if it was a staple in my kitchen before, it is a must-have nowadays. If you haven't yet, you've got to check out America's number one meal kit. Right now, get 12 free meals, including free shipping, when you go to HelloFresh.com slash 12Face and use code 12Face. This is a Rooster Teeth production. Hello and welcome to episode 49 of the Face Podcast. Hard to believe it's already been 49 weeks of this nonsense. My name is Jeff Ramsey and with me as always, Andrew Panton and Gavin Free. Hello, boys. Hello. Whoa, Gavin's here. I was I was trying to cover. I was trying to draw it out to give him time to sneak on in. Really, I thought the opposite. I thought you were gonna try to throw him under the bus and have it be quiet. Did you not hear me say hello before we started? No, we didn't. We did not hear that. Why did you start then? Uh, well, it's possible I was doing what Andrew said and not the thing I said. What? Oh yeah, trying to throw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, no, definitely. Yeah. What do you mean? Nobody believed that you're trying to like drag it out to be supportive. Why start it in the first place if that's your motive? Yeah, to catch him off guard and to try yeah. to ruin uh, a, t- a tiny moment of his. Didn't day. someone ask me if I was recording and I said yes out loud? No, no, nobody heard anything. Here's what oh. happened. <laughs> Hold on, because the audience they might not have heard it either. <laughs> Let's recreate it. All right, uh, Andrew, you be Gavin, Kay. and I'll be us. Okay. <laughs> are you ready? Yep, I'm ready. Oh, here, Gavin's here. Uh, hey, Gavin, are you recording? Okay, I guess we'll start. Interesting. I don't know what happened. That might be the best impression I've ever done. I feel like I should get credit for that. <laughs> you fucking nailed it. You yeah, nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> How are you guys doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing, Gavin? Good. I heard, uh, I heard Mr. Panton got a, a package this week. I did. I, before we get to that, though, I want to... You, you've been... There are a few things, Gavin. Gavin will sometimes text me occasionally, and, and it'll yeah. be... Just throw away questions <laughs> that nobody like will think about. <laughs> Gavin asked me probably three and a half months ago at this. When did Christopher Plummer die? How long ago is that? If someone could look uh, that up, a few please. months. Yeah, Gavin asked me. He opened. He wanted to talk about a Christopher Plummer trivia thing, and he opened it with, "What's the most interesting piece of movie trivia you know?" And I'm still thinking about it. I haven't been able to come up with something. <laughs> it's just been haunting me. Um, so are you not, are you able to come up with stuff and then you think like, no, that's not good enough. I got to come up with something better. Or are you just a blank? You're just a blank slate. It's like, yeah, it's, it's sort of a mix of both where it's like, I'll come up with something and I'll, I'll think, well, that's not nearly interesting enough to share. I certainly know something more interesting than that. I think I immediately told him a great story about Peter Molyneux. That's like a great, but it's a video game like trivia. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I like that you're still thinking about it. I like that it's d- dwelling on you. <laughs> yes, it is. I feel like you asked me that question recently or something similar, and that's making me think that all I'm getting is recycled Gavin and Andrew conversations as Andrew and Jeff. I'm, I'm, Wait, like, who asked I, that? I'm getting like sloppy seconds. I'm pretty sure Andrew asked me that question no, or something I really did. similar the other day. I mean, I own the rights to that question, so I need royalties, Andrew, if you're asking <laughs> other people. <laughs> I don't feel like I did. Dude, it was that question or it was that question adjacent. I wish I could remember what it was. It was I think it was probably about entertainment carts. It was probably related to that. I don't think so. I'd assume. Well, I, I don't oh, feel well, like I just asked you trivia. Mm. Why would I, I think do that? He, uh, I, think, I, think he might be, I think he might be taking your ideas and passing them off as, as his own. <laughs> that's fine. As, I mean, as long as it doesn't make its way back to me, then that's perfectly valid path, isn't it? Fair enough. It is. Um, but you asked me, Gavin, like two weeks, two weeks, how, how many? The episode just came out. We had the whole anal fissure, anal fissure moment. Yeah. Where I it sounded it. like you were about to say we, we had the whole Jenna Fisher moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had yes. the, the anal fissure moment, and then we had the anal trenches following that. Yeah. There's going to be some anal adjacent uh, topics. Oh, okay. We just can't escape your anus. No, well, it's not about it. We're, we've gone past that, thankfully. But uh. you asked me that, and I was thinking about why can't, why can't I remember those things? Because outside of this, I've got a pretty good memory. Yeah, but how do you know, though? How does anyone know if their memory is good? Well, because, like, I'll, I'll when I have conversations with people, I'm, I'm often pretty good at, like, mentioning a thing that they oh, okay. forgot. And then they'll, they'll be like, ah, uh, I forgot about that. But anyway, I was thinking about it. And the first thing I want to say is just unfair because you re-listen to the episodes. I've never listened to an episode of this show. You give notes. But I don't understand how, because you, you also give notes. And, no, I don't. And I was getting, what? Uh, uh. When have I given a note? 
I'll well, say like post like edits. That's my but. point is that I always listen to them and give notes because uh, I don't know, I just feel like someone should listen to them. But then you have given notes, but you give them in secret. Like I put them in the thread of the uh-huh. episode, but, <gasps> there, but there will be notes given that never pass under our eyes. And you were giving me grief about that last week. Dude, Gavin, check the Discord. Nick is putting <laughs> Andrew oh, on Nick blast. Says, no, but he says, Nick says that's, that's true. true. He messages me directly. So we don't I even know. know what you're doing to the episodes. And you're not even I, listening to them. <laughs> well, they're, they're all things that I think of in the time. I've maybe done it twice, Nick. I, I, if you could back that. Maybe three uh-oh, times at uh-oh, most. Uh-oh. Here we go. Two yeah, two times. Okay. I've done it two times, and there are both times where I was concerned that somebody could be offended by what was said. Fair or play. just like being mindful of it. Yeah, va- a valid reason for a note. Yeah, absolutely. But I think the reason, one of the main reasons why I, I'm so forgetful in these is like, how do you, are you comfortable right now? Like, how do you feel as far as like just talking? Is it, are you asking me that question? Yeah, I'm asking you that question. Do I feel comfortable talking? Yeah, right now. How do you feel? You feel good? Is this about to blow, blow up in my face again? Like, it's, no, it's a trick question, dude. Don't not. answer it. There's, it's not a trick question at all. <laughs> don't, don't walk into curious. this. That's a dangerous question, Andrew. How is it dangerous? That's, to me, you asked that question, but all I saw was <laughs> you saying, hey, stand on this trap door. No, yeah. no, no. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll just say from my perspective, I'm terrified right now. And us oh. talking. Oh, this okay. is terrifying. Yeah, like the social, like with my anxieties and stuff. Yeah. It's super scary to record this. And then like just the concept of anyone listening to it, I can't even really wrap my head around. It's a very odd thing. I've been nervous ever since uh, I found out that Jeff was lying about how many people <laughs> listen to it. <laughs> Are you serious, Gavin? Well, I do. It's, it's like, I, it's, I just don't want it to get shitty. Don't want it to go I, downhill. I think lying is a strong word, first of all. I, I, would, I prefer to think that I was joshing. <laughs> yeah, it was joshing and then not giving me the around. update. It may have been more true at the time. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It was the withholding of, of important updates. Are you are you saying, <laughs> Andrew, that forty nine episodes in, you're just as nervous now as you were as ep- at episode one? I don't think. Well, here's the weird thing: we recorded maybe episode one is the most calm I've ever been in recording one of these because it just didn't feel like a thing. Mm. I don't know, like it, it didn't feel like a podcast, and then the second one for some reason felt more real and then the night the first episode came out i was sick i was just so nauseous because i couldn't listen to it and well i could but like i, I just am incapable of listening to it and uh i i was terrified that we had made the worst podcast of all time um <laughs> well, jack and, and i just f- did that with annual pass You're good. <laughs> <laughs> Look, oh, nobody just, should start with episode one episode one isn't good nobody should no, start I don't, with any no, no, episode no, I, one yeah i feel like episode one isn't it isn't bad for like what we did no prep for for the launch it just kind of happened we recorded the first one i didn't know how often we'd do it or how long it would be i didn't find that out until after we had recorded i didn't buy a mic for it until the day before like it was just it was a very quick process but are you nervous you're not freaking out before we record though right like if it's just oh. if we're in the room on discord just chatting no 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 not as well like the whole day i kind of have nerves about it but like yeah once we record yeah, it, to it me, it's still a day where on Wednesday night, I'm always like, I've got to get good sleep. I've got to get good sleep. I don't want to f- be awake all night and then do a shitty f- face. Yeah, oh, it exactly. Is, it is really interesting to me how much the recording of this podcast affects both of you in different ways. Does it not ways. affect you? Uh, I feel like it affects you more afterwards. Like you're hard on it after we've stopped. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll be like, that was a fun time by the end. I was about to sit here and blow some I always wear socks with my shoes bullshit right up your asses. And that's an excellent <laughs> fucking point, Gavin. I uh, I do not tend to get nervous going into it because it just feels like catching up with you guys. But coming out of it, I'm a wreck. You're well, right. Sometimes during, where you're just like, bleh, 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 shut up. Yeah, yeah. But that's never you guys. That's always only because I catch a whiff of my performance. I try to uh-huh. like. I try to ignore. I don't know, but I'm sure you guys do. Same. I try to ignore me. Yeah, and what I'm doing when I'm in the podcast, and not focus too much on me because I don't like me, right? Uh, and I would be Absolutely. distracted by me. And so, uh, and every once in a while, you like you say something, and then you hear it, you know, and you catch a whiff mm-hmm. of it. You're like, oh, you're so stupid yes. and ugly and <laughs> yeah. dumb and distasteful and uh-huh. not good and unattractive oh. and stinky. And you have a bad personality, and you your heart smells, you know. And yeah. uh, 
and then that throws me. So I try, but usually I'm good. Usually I have Jeff blinders on until we until we end. It's so funny you mentioned that because I, I I talked to Gavin once before, maybe nine episodes, eleven episodes ago at this point, maybe not that far, but a long time ago. We're we're recording, and Gavin asked me how my desk was. What did my desk look like? Like, was it tidy or not? And I just said, yeah, it's relatively clean. I did nothing. Like, I added nothing. Like, it was very clearly Gav was passing me the ball, and I did absolutely <laughs> nothing with it. And it's a moment nobody else would remember, but I've been beating myself up about it for, like, nine weeks yeah, straight. It's just, like, that. constantly think I, about it. To me, that didn't register. Like, I don't even remember that. It, yeah. it wasn't even like you dropped the ball by the sounds of it. You just no. caught the ball and gently put it down. Yeah, like, it was just, I contributed nothing, like, you guys had a really good back and forth going, and it was, like, to me, very clear, like, Andrew, let's put you in this conversation, and I was like, thanks, I'm gonna do nothing, I'm just gonna sit with this ball. Um, yeah, so, it's funny you mentioned that, Jeff, because it's, like, that's that's a thing where nobody remembers that moment but me, but it's been in my head. What episode was that even in? No clue, but it was... <laughs> this is great. This is a great, this is a great conversation to have. I'm glad we're doing this. Is there anything like that with you, Gav? Do you have moments of like personal regret or failure in the podcast or things like that that just irk you? You've done? Uh, yeah, because I, I feel like a lot of the time some of the more spontaneous stuff is funny. And, and the stuff that I write down in the week, <laughs> if I bring it up and it isn't funny, I'm just like, why did I even write that down? Like Looking back at it, I'm like, what was I even... Did I miss some of the story? Like, why didn't that do anything on the podcast? Yeah. But, I know, I know um, what you mean. Like when you think the story is going to hit harder than it does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, not even having the expectation that will hit, but just like, like I sometimes realize mid telling it, I don't know why I've written <laughs> this. And then I think yeah. that makes, I think that affects the telling of the story because I do lose you, confidence in it. Do you ever think like I'm doing a bad job telling this story and I, I wish I could do better? Like it's not yeah, the story's but, fault, it's me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But what I do is I take that thought and I postpone it. And I, t I try not to let it affect the current moment or the rest of the podcast. Otherwise, I'll just be thinking about it like the rest of the 40 minutes that we're doing it. So I'm, pr I'm pretty good at just like bagging it and bidding it and just moving on. Yeah, I would say I have I have two of those. I have uh, one. There are I, I'm unfortunately more than a few times I have been so in my head trying to like get ready to tell a story or think about the way I want to say it, then I realize I'm gone and you guys are so far down the road <laughs> and I just come back into it and you guys are laughing, you know? And I'll go, <laughs> oh man, I have no idea where we are at that point. And I always, I always hate myself when yeah, that happens. This is, like, this is like podcast therapy. I like it when it gets called out as well. Like yeah. Sometimes Andrew will be, or Eric will be like, wow, Jeff had nothing to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's, like, the, it's the, Jeff, the Jeff had nothing silence for five minutes. And I'm like, ah, oh, I was just thinking, yeah, no, no, that's totally true. You guys caught me. Uh, I want to know if Eric gets these thoughts or whether he's just so, uh, you know, listening in the background producer that he doesn't have to worry. Uh, I don't know that I think to the degree that you guys have just explained like Andrew saying that he was nervous when it was coming out and stuff like that I want people to like these things that we work on but also I think that they're sort of uh like almost like ephemeral like do you feel that way like do you have these feelings Gavin when you when you're on the Rooster Teeth podcast uh in a different way how how so I don't know just it's different vibe isn't it like it's yeah. not always the same crew it's I feel like there's there's more people, so there's different amounts of pressure. I don't know. It's hard to explain. I it feel is. I feel like with this show, if you have a story that you think is a real banger, that is when you get kind of like butterflies about mm -hmm. it because yeah. you, you want it to be as big as it can possibly be to kill as hard as it can. Here. Yeah. And there's nothing worse than when that doesn't happen. I will tell you, <laughs> <clears throat> I thought I had a horse falling off a mountain story last week <laughs> in my head that was a plus 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 and i think i told us maybe a b minus story and wow, i that was, upset a, that was an a it. no it wasn't no 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 that story was good <laughs> it was an okay story it was an okay story it was fine it's not as good as what happened and i we I wish to... I could. I wish I could time machine and go back and retell the story because I could have done a way better job. I listened to it in the car this morning. I was talking about this earlier, Gav. I listened to it in the car this morning on the way back from set because uh, Eric and I are in a like a big tentpole show that was filming overnight. Uh, yeah. By the way, an hour out of town, which is also awesome. Uh, and uh, although I'm not one, to, I should not complain because Eric had it way worse than I did. Uh, but uh, 
I was listening to it in the way <laughs> on the way home, and I was fucking bummed out. As a matter of fact, I was gonna stop on the way home and get myself an iced coffee from the Starbucks by my house, and I, this is I, I, I forbade myself. Really? I, like, I you did. I don't deserve it. Yeah, I took my treat away because I said you did. You did such a piss poor job. You did such a fucking B minus job with that story. That you don't deserve your venti iced coffee black from Starbucks. You certainly don't deserve your grande nitro cold brew. And so I didn't get either. I went. I just home. printing out forms when yeah. we finished these podcasts and filling out surveys for ourselves. We need to do. I didn't realize we all took it so yeah. hard. We need to do like reverse highlight reels, you know, like in sports where it's like they talk about why the play went well, but it's just us analyzing every way we failed in the telling of the story. Like a full yeah. breakdown of just failure. I think what it is, is I think that this one is, I think it's because we're, it's so wrapped up in our friendship. Mm -hmm. And I, I, you know, I really like, I think this, the strength of a lot of the the history of Rooster Teeth is that it really is friends trying to make friends laugh. And I care more about making you guys laugh than just about anybody. (laughs) And so I do, I, you know, I try harder in Mm -hmm. this show than other shows. Not that I don't try hard in other stuff I do, but you know, there's a, there's a, there is a little more. Like, I want to hold myself to a... I want to be as funny as you guys, if that makes sense. Do you, do you think there's a group of friends somewhere where none of them are funny? <laughs> uh, I think I think, I think think there's a lot of groups of friends that think they're funny. Mm. I wonder if there's just, like, a, a group of close friends who just never laugh and never have a good time. And, <laughs> oh, and at that yeah! Point, do you, like, just disband the friendship? Are you just like, shit, I guess we're not, like, we're not friends. Well, How would that even work? I think there are people that just aren't... Humor is not a big a de- as big a deal to them. Maybe. You know what I mean? Like more serious people. I wonder what that's like. <laughs> it's probably fucking boring. I'll tell you what it's not like. It's not like setting off fire extinguishers in your closet to hide, you know, fucking burning hot dogs. Sure. It's not, that's it's that's not, coming up, isn't it? The the big uh, um, um, the big puff of the fire I'm looking into it. People were talking about how I could suffocate because of the fumes or, or something. Like there seems to oh, be a lot, on, of, a lot of health risks. I mean I, I have I have a plan it, in my head that I just need to I need to like figure out and like just plan i mean carbon dioxide will i guess you could potentially suffocate but just open a window well i can't do that because it's going to shoot at, like i need to kind of zone off the idea I have, well what kind of fire extinguisher is it is it the foam or is it the powder is it the, the co2 yeah, I, what I've is got it? no idea i don't i'm not even really sure how to tell um, it just it would say because uh, some of them you're not supposed to use on <laughs> like if it's water <laughs> it's important that you don't spray it on it's like a dry chemical <laughs> fire electricity i don't know if it's so probably powder yeah i'd assume powder mm. That's probably the worst one. Probably. Don't put it in your mouth. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's interesting to hear like all, all your reactions because I was curious because uh, I, I did, I did stand up once and that's the most scared I've ever been doing anything. And that was... How did it go? Uh, <laughs> well, it was a full process. I never planned on doing it. Jeff went through, I don't know if it's fair to call it a phase or if you're still really into it, but at that time you're really into stand up. No. Okay. First of all, it wasn't a phase. Uh, I, I'm not a teenager trying to figure out what, what I'm doing, who I am in the world. Uh, it wasn't my heavy metal phase or, or anything like that. Uh, secondly, I would like to get into this too, because in the pre-show that we have before you show up, Gavin, when we're just arguing and, and trying to have a real conversation, Andrew told me that I, I am a liar. No, I, he, he accused me of being a liar Jeff lied about this stand-up but, performance. And I would, and secondly, it wasn't a phase. The, the way it worked is, <laughs> I have a friend. We have a friend named Nick Scarpino who does stand up, and he uh, he's in the in this industry with us. And I was fascinated by his journey through stand up, so I convinced Rooster Teeth to make a documentary following him around on his journey as a San Francisco stand up comedian who also has a su- successful day job as a podcast comedian, right? But he doesn't he doesn't let the two intertwine, mm-hmm. even though he could and make a lot of shortcuts. I thought that was. A really cool work ethic and really interesting, and he wanted to come up the way the comedians that he looked up to as a kid did, and kind of follow in their footsteps in the real uh, on the real path of a comedian. And so we made that documentary. But as a part of that, I had I was required to do stand up, and I caught the bug, and I did it for about a year. And I thought Andrew would be great at it, so I encouraged my friend to do stand up as well, and he did a fantastic job. Well, okay, so from my perspective, and I, I didn't mean. A phase like a high school thing. I just meant at that time, you and I, when we talk, we would mainly talk about stand up. And it was a thing you were really passionate about and, and, and interested in. We just talked about it more at that time. 
Um, well, I was just getting, I was getting ready for the dog. Sure. Think, yeah. yeah. But so just me being, being a friend to you, you had just written a set and I thought, well, I've never done that. I've never considered it. I'm not really interested in ever doing stand up, but I would like to know what that process is like. So I tried to do it and I talked to you about it and then you they were going to do a, it was like a, a stand up event at RTX and you invited me to do it. And I kind of have a moral rule. I don't know if moral is the right word, but I have a personal rule, like a, a policy of if there's something offered to me and the only thing preventing me from doing it or wanting to say yes is fear, then I do it anyway. And I'm not perfect at this. So like, you're like a fear yes man. Sort of, yeah. And, and obviously sometimes I, I fail at that. And there are times where I've, I've said no to a thing where it was probably mainly fear-based. But I generally have been pretty good at always saying yes to those chances. And stand-up was one of them. And uh, so it was terrifying. Also, Jeff never confirmed if I was on it or, or not. He's like, hey, if you want to do this, <laughs> uh, you can. And I said, I'm not sure. I got to think about it. And then I said, yeah, I think I'll do it. And then Jeff never acknowledged that in any way. So I wasn't sure if I was on or not until the tickets went up for sale and I was listed uh, with the people that were doing it. Look, I'm not running the fucking <laughs> show. I'm just making the connection. Sure. Yeah, I just I, I wasn't sure. But then also, like, because I have crazy anxiety brain, I went through this prep. I remember I think it was George St. Pierre, who's a MMA fighter, had this quote once that he liked to, like, run in the snow when he trained. Like, that was his favorite thing to do because the movement was so much harder that when he got into the cage to fight, uh, it was easier. Like, it was nothing. So I took this to, like, I tried to do my version of that. So, like, I, I do my set in the shower and I just blast my face with water the entire time. Like, I was trying to do whatever I could to make. <laughs> so you're like, on the day, there won't be any water hitting me in the face. Yeah. This will be a breeze. I was just trying to do anything to be annoying or make it harder for myself because I assumed oh. if I could do it in those scenarios, in that, that setting then it'd be easy for me to do. I was nervous about how <laughs> I hold the microphone. I bought a rock band mic and I just hold it. Like, I was just, I was freaking out about it. I have anxiety. You, you were like, if I could do it in front of running water, <laughs> 250 people are going to be a breeze. No, I didn't. Yeah. It's like the altitude training of stand up. <laughs> no, exactly. That was sort of my mindset. So I did that every single day for weeks. And I had the set written down on my computer and I had it on my tablet. And then the day of, I just had a complete panic attack, and I spent the entire day, it was an RTX day, I just spent the whole day in my place rewriting everything I'd written before, and just trying to change things. I had a panic attack, so I had a bath, and then I could- You're freaking me out, just telling the story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting, like, secondhand anxiety. I was so, Gavin, I was so nervous that I had a bath, because I was just having just extreme anxiety, <laughs> and I couldn't figure out how to drain the water. Like, I couldn't make, like, I tried lifting it, wouldn't work, I tried twisting, I tried all the mechanisms I was aware of for lifting a drain, and none of them would work. And I was staying with four people, so I couldn't just, like, leave a bath full of water. So my solution was I drained it via popcorn bucket. I just scooped the whole thing out because I thought, well, somebody else will figure out how what? to lift it because someone will have a shower. You, you like <laughs> that would that would be like a, I would resort to that if I couldn't drain it for like half an hour. I imagine you like you can't drain it for like two minutes. And you're like, you have to bail it out. It was probably like a sinking ship. It was probably 10 minutes. But this is in the midst of me having extreme anxiety about having to perform later. <laughs> And just You're like, like I don't have time for this. Yeah, like that is <laughs> that was the thought I had. So. I can't make the stand up special. <laughs> the bathtub won't drain fast enough. <laughs> so I got a popcorn bucket. It took like I don't know, it was seventy five or so. But I remember counting each one, <laughs> and it was like really handy where I could twit, like drop down, scoop the bucket, and twist, and the sink was right there. So it was like pretty fast. Um, <laughs> So I drained the tub, <laughs> and my logic was somebody's going to have a shower, and it's going to fill, and then they'll figure it out. Um, I can't solve this at this time. <laughs> so then we go, I go to the show, and I realize that I've written my set on my tablet and my computer. I don't have a copy of it on me at all. I just never considered <laughs> oh that. God. And so I get there, and within, <laughs> I don't know, maybe 10 seconds of walking in the door, I can't think of a single word of my set that I've been working on, and I've been changing it all day. So I'm meeting people I've never met before, and it's so f that venue is so hot, is in the middle of summer, just drenched in sweat, and I'm meeting people, and I'm just trying to remember my set, and I can't do it, no matter what, I, like, it's just, there's a block there, and I'm just panicking, and every time someone like uh, Matt Bragg came and, and said hi, and I was just like, I can't remember my set. And he's like, y you'll be fine. And I told you, Jeff, I was like, man, I can't remember anything, and I don't even have a copy of my set. And you said, don't worry about it. This happened to me. 
it all comes back right before you perform. And I, <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm not sure about that, but I'm going to just keep trying because I, I don't know what else to do. <laughs> and as each, I was in the middle of the show, so as each person is finishing their set, I'm getting more and more nervous because I can't think of anything. And then Jeff yeah. is going to go on. <laughs> Or no, Jeff, what, what, you weren't, you ended. I went on, yeah, you went on last. So I, Yeah, I went on last. So anyway, a bunch of time passed. I think it's, <laughs> I think it was, I was about to go on. I was the next person to go on. And I'm sitting in this room by myself. Like everyone else is watching people perform. I'm just freaking out in the back trying to remember my set. And Jeff walks back there and he takes this huge sigh. And then he sits down in a chair and he puts his, his head between his legs. And then he arches back up and looks to the sky and says, I can't remember a fucking thing. <laughs> and I was like, you motherfucker, you told me it all come back. I have nothing to worry about. And you're free. <laughs> you're having like a moment of panic right in front of me. Uh, you're like, according to my schedule, everything should be coming back right yeah. now. And it isn't. <laughs> But he had no, like, he didn't mean it that way, but he, like, very clearly was trying to supportively lie to me to calm me down. And then he did that, like, two performances later, just, like, right in front of me. I can't remember shit. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was lying to you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, sure. 100%. <laughs> you got me. You got me. <laughs> so then I. Yeah, dude, stand up. Stand up is stressful. Oh, it's, it's oh. terrifying. Uh, I, I couldn't do it. That, so, that sounds awful. I'm freaking out just listening to yeah, it. Yeah, I never remembered my set. Like, I, they, they said my name, and I remember walking to the stage and standing there, and uh, the Jeff moment never happened. There was, it never came back, <laughs> and I just stared, and I looked at everybody for a minute, and I thought, wow, I need to say something. <laughs> like, there's nobody can say anything to get me out of this. So I think I just acknowledged that I couldn't remember anything, and then I remembered, like, one or two jokes from my set, and I pivoted, and... It went fine, but I have no memory of that so performance. Went well. Yeah, oh, I think. I don't know. I don't remember anything. I remember walking on the stage and walking You off. You didn't do about half of your set, but this, the half you did was hilarious. You killed, and everybody thought you were hilarious. Yeah, I don't... And you looked you looked so comfortable up there. Well, it, it didn't come across. i, I got to try and find a clip of that. I don't think I ever saw that. I remember doing um, that At Midnight show where it's kind of... Mm -hmm. You just have to tell jokes on TV, <laughs> and I was really nervous about doing that. And somehow I just got away with it. It was fine. Like it went well. And I just got out of there and I was just, my heart was beating and I was like, well, that's over. Let's never do that again. And then like a few months later, the opportunity came up again. And for some reason I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah. And I was like, why did I do that? I somehow got away with that the first time. <laughs> what Dude. am I doing? And I'm on the plane to LA. I'm like, it's stupid, stupid. Why did I do that? <laughs> I, dude, I did that with stand up for about a year and a half where it's like every time, <laughs> yeah. every, every time you do it, you're like, I'm never doing that shit again. Yep. Documentary's <laughs> over. RTX is over. No need. And then you're like, I fucking said yes again, didn't I? <laughs> The last time I did, the last time I did stand up, and what'll maybe be the last time I do it in my life, uh, although never say never, but I'm really not looking to do it again anytime soon, uh, was another RTX. And I don't think you did it that year. I think you did it the first year, Andrew, and the second year, which was the last in person. No, it's never, RTX, I did it once. Which, I wasn't invited again. Yeah. If you're not, well, you were, but no, it wasn't. If you're not, I don't think you were there. Or no, I'm in all the RTX. I was you not. Have an open, if I was invited, you have an open invitation. Well, I did. Wait, is an open invitation real? I never believed the open invitation. Yes, yes. <laughs> you, you, you have an open invitation. Okay. Anybody that's done stand up has an open invitation to do it at that event. Uh, if we ever have it again. Uh, anyway, if you're not familiar with it, RTX is an event that our company puts on Rich Teeth at, in Austin every summer at the convention center. It's a whole thing. Uh, and we do a bunch of counter pro like programming outside of the event at nights and we you know and weekends and stuff to give people shit to do outside of the convention center. One of those is a big block of stand up because there's a lot of stand up comedians who work in and uh, <laughs> around Rooster Teeth that are either are employees or friends. Uh, so anyway, the last year we did it, I hadn't done it in I hadn't done it since we we went on tour in Australia and I had done it like on those shows, which was goddamn Andrew, you and I were doing stand up in front of like two hundred people yeah. that night. In Australia, it was like 1,500 to 2,000 people. That was a whole other level of scary, I will admit. But the scariest was that last time because I, we were so slammed with RTX and I had people staying with me from out of town for RTX and my mom was here and it was all cool because they were helping and stuff. But you know what it's like at RTX, we're going from like event to event mm -hmm. to event to event to event. Um, from like 7, 8 a.m. to like 1 a.m. every night. And we were like mega slammed before that with stuff. And I just, I thought, future, which is something I think way too often, I thought, 
the 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 set is a problem for future Jeff. He's done it before. He's figured it out before. He'll figure it out again. Current Jeff <laughs> is going to deal with the problems at hand, right? And I kept pushing it and pushing it. And then I thought, what do I care? I have a set. I, I'll just I'll just polish that off. And about three days before we do the event, Emily asked, she's like, how are you feeling about your set? And I go, oh, that's a good point. I, I've been focused on this other shit, but I should probably sit down and see if I can remember it. And she goes, what do you remember what? And I go, well, you know, the set. I do the joke about the bananas and coffee and, you know, sucking dick and all that stuff. And she goes, you mean the the set you did in front of those same people in that same venue at the same event last year? And I was like, say what now? And she was like, <laughs> yeah, the set you've already done one year ago for those people. You can't do the same set again, idiot. That's not how comedy works. You do that tour's over. It's time for a new set. And I'm like, uh, it's Thursday, and that show's Friday night. And I panicked hard. And I thought, well, I've got like 24 hours to write a set. And unfortunately, I didn't because we were then we ran from event to event to event. It got so bad, and I kept pushing it off, that we were driving in the car to the event with Emily and Millie and one of her friends and my mom. And we're about maybe 15 blocks from the event, and I made them pull over and let me out. And I walked to the event because I was hyperventilating and I was freaking out and I needed to calm down. And in the space from like, I don't know, 12th Street to 5th Street where the event was, I wrote a set in my head. And then I got there and I didn't have any way to record it. And I ran around looking for a pen or pencil. And then I walked around upstairs and I wrote like 10 things down on my hands and I just stared at my, I just sat down and I, or I paced actually. And I didn't talk to anybody and I wouldn't let anybody talk to me. And I just watched, I just looked at my hands for about an hour as I walked back and forth. And then I just walked up on set or on stage and I did fucking 20 minutes of stand up off my hands and I killed and I didn't fall flat on my face. And I walked off stage and said, that's the last time I'll ever do that. It was that's not creativity worth it. under pressure. That's insane. Mm -hmm. I guess that's a good thing because it, it means that terrifying. it means that no one's getting complacent. <laughs> the fact that you're like set what 18 years into this career and uh, it still makes you nervous. <laughs> oh yeah, dude, that's that's a whole other kind of scary. You know, we do tons of live events and stage events, but when you're on stage with like four or five, six other people, it's a whole different world than when it's just you and you're trying to like you're not going off the cuff. You're trying to remember rehearsed, prepared shit. Mm -hmm. You know, Ugh. yeah, it's terrifying. Did you have a moment of confidence though after you did that? Like any is there any amount of time in which you're like uh, I can do this tomorrow no problem? Yeah, there's a, first off there's a wave of relief yeah. that, that's like it's like double overhead. It's like fucking endless summer like fucking sure. huge you know giant Jerry Garcia waves and and and, and well, Jerry Garcia is not a wave. I'm thinking of a different guy, but uh anyway, it, yes, there's like a huge wave of relief. Yes. And then followed by feeling invincible mm -hmm. and like you're the funniest person on earth and you can do anything for about two days. Yeah. And then realizing, oh, no, oh, no, that fades really quickly. And you go, I dodged a fucking bullet. Mm -hmm. I got lucky. I, I can't put myself in a situation like that again where I have to dig myself out in front of people. It's just not. Ugh. Yeah. No, I had my my confidence lasted for an evening. It was an evening of invulnerability. <laughs> and then the next day I was laying on the couch watching a movie and I couldn't figure out why my lower back was so sore. And then I remembered I drained a bathtub with a bucket the day before. <laughs> <laughs> I really tightened up my back. <laughs> Did you ever retrospectively figure out how to drain that? Yeah, that's bathtub? the, you know, I didn't want to. <laughs> I figured I, I drained the tub 90% of the way and then I had a moment of clarity and I just Googled bathtub drains and I saw like a list of six <laughs> different ones. And I drained the last like 10%. I figured it out. But I, I had already scooped out the majority of the tub. Oh, I like that you needed closure on that. I did. Well, it was just, I, I was like, this is, I can't, I'm not this stupid. I got to be able to figure out how to lift this drain. And I'm just panicking and freaking out. Just my anxiety. Was I have on. been really confused by bathtubs in the past, like American <laughs> ones, like staying at other people's houses. There was one where to get the, this was so unintuitive. To get the water to come out of the shower head above the bath, you had to like pull down the rim of the tap, like where the water was coming out. Oh. There was like a ring. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like where the yeah, water... yeah, yeah. And I I'd never seen that mechanism before. I was like, who the hell could ever figure that out? <laughs> yeah, and sometimes you have to pull that ring and then turn it so it yeah. doesn't lock yeah. back up. Yeah. I was yeah. I was fiddling with everything around that tub. I could not get it. It's the same for me in hotels in Europe and the UK. 
Like I, every American has to spend six or seven minutes uh, when they get into a hotel in Europe or the UK trying to figure out how to where to put the fucking card to turn the lights on and then trying to figure out how to make hot water. So many people were texting me. Uh, RTX uh, UK would text me like, how do I charge my shit? I've got it plugged in. And I was like, you have to hit the switch. It's a switch on every plug. It's, just, it's not just always on electricity. It almost feels like they're taken from escape rooms when I go to different places. Like the mechanisms involved to like try to figure out just to drain the tub. Like it's just this overly complicated process. Um, you need like a, a black light. Yeah, exactly. You need to figure out the combination Move the drain to the left if you want it like on hot, like flip the thing to the hot. <laughs> it's a mess. Yeah, you, and if you don't if you don't figure it out in 45 minutes, the art thief gets away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How did you choose which internet service provider to use? The sad thing is, most of us have very little choice because ISPs operate like monopolies in the regions they serve. They then use this monopoly power to take advantage of customers. That's us. Data caps, streaming throttles, the list goes on and on and on. But worst of all, many ISPs log your internet activity and then they sell that data on to big other tech companies or uh, advertisers or international spoon and thimble cabals to prevent ISPs from seeing my internet activity, I protect all of my devices with ExpressVPN. So what is ExpressVPN? Well, I'll tell you. It's a simple app for your computer or smartphone or both that encrypts all your network data. That's the encryption sound. And tunnels it. That's the cyber tunnel. Through a secure VPN server so that your ISP cannot see any of your activity. Just think about how much of your life is on the internet. Sadly, the list of people you just messaged, sites you visited, spoons you've bought, thimbles you've thumbed over, and videos you've watched get tracked by those tech giants who can then sell that information for profit at your loss. That's the reason I recommend ExpressVPN as the best way to hide your online activity from your ISP. You just download the app, tap one button on... You just download the app, tap one button on your device, and you're protected. And ExpressVPN does all of this without slowing down your connection. That's why it's rated the number one VPN service by CNET and Wired. Those are two people that rate stuff. So stop handing over your personal data to ISPs and other tech giants who mine your activity and sell off your information. Protect yourself with the VPN I trust to keep me private online. Visit expressvpn.com slash face. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash face. You remember the song. To get three extra months for free, go to expressvpn.com slash face right now to learn more. What is HelloFresh. Why, thanks for asking, me. With HelloFresh, you get free pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. They call that the big three, the EFA, easy, fun, and affordable. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. It's all about the EFA. HelloFresh cuts out stressful meal planning and grocery store trips so that you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in about 30 minutes or less EFA. HelloFresh offers 25 plus recipes to choose from each week. From vegetarian meals to craft burgers and extra special gourmet options, that's something for everyone to enjoy with all recipes designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. EFA. Easy. Fun, affordable, get better value. HelloFresh is 28% cheaper than shopping at your local grocery store and 72% cheaper than a restaurant meal without sacrificing the quality. EFA. So go to HelloFresh.com slash 12Face and use code 12Face for 12 free meals, including free shipping. I know I like HelloFresh because of the E of it, the F of it, and the A of it. That's HelloFresh.com slash 12Face. Promo code 12FACE. 
you really overcomplicate things, Andrew, because I've been trying to teach you how to make a cheese sandwich. Yeah, so week, let's, and you've not been able to figure let's it out. Let's get to that. Gavin <laughs> on faced a thing for me, which is great. And he didn't even yeah. need to do it. I faced myself, and Gavin unknowingly then faced himself, and his face reversed mine. What was I feel like? Do I know God. what this is? Oh, no, no, no. I haven't talked to you about convoluted. this. Okay. <laughs> well, it's, it's true. It's what happened. So. I have, as I talked about on this show, I bit into my phone, my old phone. <laughs> I cracked the screen with my teeth. <laughs> and then it died. And I'm not a big phone person, so I just bought the like the cheapest phone I could get off of Amazon that would do express shipping. And I bought this piece of shit Samsung <laughs> J2, I think it's called. It's from 2015. It's just Honestly, the pictures, the pictures <laughs> he sends me, the videos, are so small. Uh, yeah. That they, they like put, they're honestly about 60 pixels wide. I don't it's like you're texting me from 2004. It's yeah. <laughs> all of the photos look fuzzy and just terrible. And the video I sent you was like a postage stamp. And I can yeah. deal with that, but even like the keyboard, there's an input delay. So I'll like be typing things and nothing will appear, and then it'll all appear and it'll be one giant word, <laughs> like the spaces don't work and it could take me like three minutes to write a 10 word sentence. So it's just, it's this shitty phone. And I was complaining to it about Gavin and Gavin was kind enough to say like, Hey, I have this phone. I'm not using older phone. It's way better than what you have. I can mail it to you if you want. And I, I thought that's you know super nice. Of you. you don't have to do that, but if you did it, I'd really appreciate it. And so we kind of talked about it. We, we kind of, the conversation ended there for a bit. And I was thinking about that phone and I'm not a big phone person, and it's the worst phone I've ever owned, but it's the only phone that it has like a personal meaning to me. Uh, my, when my grandma was sick, I was spending a lot of time with her, and uh, she doesn't know anything about technology or phones or, or, or stuff like that. She has no concept of the kind of outside world. She was pretty confused at this time uh, anyway, but uh, she had cancer, and I was spending a lot of time with her, and when I'd spend that time, I'd, I'd end up ordering food quite a bit and I'd get food deliveries and it was I think the last day I got to spend with her and she she would never ask for anything but my grandma loved hot dogs it was her favorite food and she had somehow made this connection that like the phone and the food were connected in some way so I was looking at this phone my piece of shit phone and uh, <laughs> she just looked at me and said can you get a hot dog on that thing and just to be clear <laughs> She doesn't understand Uber Eats or anything like that. She was asking me if I could like pull a hot dog out of the ether. That's such a wonderful question. It's a great, I love that. Yeah. Oh my god! It's a great, it's a great moment, and I'm kind of taken aback. Not just because of the question, but she would never ask for things really ever. And so I thought about it for a minute. And I was like, yeah, you know, there's a I thought there's a hot dog place I could order from. I said, yeah, I can get us hot dogs. And she just lit up and said, I'll take two. And uh, which is absurd because she wasn't really you know, eating that much at that time. Um, but then I ordered hot dogs. And so that's just funny, too, of like they were like cheap three dollar hot dogs. And it's one of the nicest memories I have with her. Um, and then from that point forward, I would jokingly call my phone the magic hot dog device because that's what in her eyes it was. <laughs> and whenever I'd use it, even though it was a piece of shit, I'd think about her. And that was that was a nice memory. So I had all these thoughts and I'm like, man. It's such a f face that the shittiest phone I've ever owned is one that I have a personal attachment to. <laughs> and Gavin's going to send me this new phone, which is super nice. But I just I don't know if I'm ready yet to uh, to, to switch phones. And so I picked to, up to make the yeah. leap. Yeah. So then I picked up the phone. I was going to text Gavin this. And as I was holding it in my hand, I got a text from G uh, Gavin that just said, never ship anything to Canada ever. <laughs> <laughs> It was, I guess... Because it's a pain. Yeah, exactly. So you expressing that, like, it was such a pain in the ass to ship it to me. I then thought, well, okay, well, if you went through the effort of sending it and it was an annoyance, I now have to swap phones, which is great. It freed me into upgrading my phone. So you unface my scenario of, like, I'm going to be stuck with this phone until it dies, which will probably be 20 years from now, knowing my luck. And so I've swapped phones. Oh, I don't want you to have any obligation, though. You chuck no, my phone no, 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 it's, no. It's just, it's like, well, yeah, I'm, I'm going to save the phone. I'll do something nice with the, with the, the phone, the hot dog device. Uh, but I was able to switch because of your annoyance. Like, in my head, it would be more rude to not then accept to tell you I'm going to continue using my piece of shit phone. So I appreciate it. That sounds like a really sweet and beautiful moment all around from the gesture from Gavin 
to the special time you spent with your grandmother and the fact that you have that like wonderful memory every time you look at that phone. And in the spirit of that, I have to ask, uh-huh. at any point during those <laughs> moments with your grandmother when you were enjoying hot dogs together, uh-huh. did you, do you, and you probably didn't, but <clears throat> just if this jogs memory, do you remember you and your grandmother ever discussing hot dog color? No, <laughs> I did okay. not. Yeah, that was later. That, that <laughs> just, great. Just had to ask. Somebody sent just me. Had to a, ask. Yeah, no, it's a great question. Somebody sent me like a, a color breakdown of hot dogs <laughs> the other day. I wish I, I had that to pull up. Um, but no. Well, they made it, or like did that already? I exist? have no idea if they made it or if it existed. But it was like a very clear, like this is what this shade is. This is what this shade is. Um, but Gavin didn't just send me a phone. Gavin sent me. No. <laughs> maybe arguably greater than a phone. Gavin sent me a jar of Branston pickles. <laughs> I, had to, I, I got my uh, shipment stopped. They were like, we're not shipping this unless you provide us a commercial invoice. And I was like, wait, you want me to write up? And I'm sending him trash, basically. You want me to write up that I'm sending him some pickles in a jar? All right. So I had to put like a dollar value to each itemized thing. <laughs> also, just a great, another part I missed about it. Uh, they what the name they used when they called about Gavin's? They called me Don Burton, the person on the phone. It's <laughs> the most wrong anyone's ever gotten. I was like, who's that? With either name, it's just it's Don so Burton. I don't know how you get to Don Burton. Um, <laughs> but they did, which is fantastic. I really wish I didn't uh, read the I'm box. So, uh, I got the pickle uh, surprise. I'm so surprised. Oh, you read the pickles? I did. Damn it. Yeah. yeah, I had to put. I didn't want to lie about what I said. <laughs> I don't want to like, commit some sort of weird international <laughs> fraud crime. Lose your green Why? card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I had to write pickles on it. Uh, I can't believe it made it to you, though, because your address just looks like, oh, yeah. like I don't know, a kid with crayons just like spilled a tub of crayons on some paper. Yeah. I don't know about you, but it's also uh, unbelievably expensive to ship. When I, made, when I sent Andrew that stupid little baseball <laughs> bat, the first one, that was like, it cost over $100 to send it to him, I think. I think you sent 117. A 30, a 30 cent baseball bat. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember what it cost me to send. I, I was too busy faffing around with all the extra paperwork to no. really worry about the price. Uh, I don't know if it's said on the package, but yeah, it was yeah, surprisingly expensive, isn't it? I, uh, yeah, it is. I, I, it was a great moment to read phone and pickle, where, the, where like I just saw in the front of the, <laughs> the package. So then I got this and I asked Gavin, what do I use this on? Like, what would be the ideal thing? And he told me... Our text conversation <laughs> blew my mind. What did I tell you? I don't... Re- well, you told me a cheddar sandwich, which just I didn't understand. <laughs> it doesn't make sense what to me. What do you mean? I okay, st- hold on a second. Okay, go ahead. What is a cheddar sandwich? Thank you. That's what I said. What is it? Yeah. I, I was just describing what he should have to pickle with, so I suggested a slice of cheddar cheese, put the Branson on top, and that's it. That's not what you said. They used literally no. What did I say? You said a cheddar sandwich, and I said, "What's a cheddar sandwich?" And then you thought I was crazy for asking. Well, what does it sound like? <laughs> what does cheddar? A sli- Well, first off, nobody eats a slice of cheese. That's on what two I was saying. Bread and calls it a sandwich. You, <laughs> if a you cheese sandwich. No, it's not. It's an what? uncooked grilled cheese sandwich that hasn't Thank been finished you. yet. Oh my Thank god, you. that's what Andrew that's said. That's word for word. He's, Andrew said, "I'm not a cold or room temperature cheese guy." I, he said I, this to me over tech. <laughs> yeah, add well, that to the list. I, a cheese like what? So if you have like a ham and cheese sandwich. You can't uh, have cold fridge cheese or room temperature I'd, cheese. I'd always want the cheese to be melted. If I have a choice, yeah. I'm always gonna choose for above room temperature cheese. No. What mm. do you what you want? You want like a bunch of melted schmear on a cheese plate? Uh, what I said to, to to Gavin Jeff was that if you do just a cheddar cheese sandwich, you've done all the work of a grilled cheese with none of the pleasure. It's madness to me. Yeah. Why would you not? Just I totally toast- agree. Now, I have to, in defense of Gavin, I do have to switch back onto his side a minute and say that room temperature and cold cheese is totally fine yeah. when it's on the appropriate sandwich. I just, it's just weird. It's like I had a cousin when I was growing up who would put mustard on, a, on two pieces of bread and eat it for lunch and call it a mustard sandwich. And that's not a fucking sandwich. <laughs> one slice, one slice of cheddar cheese between two pieces of untoasted bread with no butter or anything else is not a sandwich. It's two pieces of bread and a piece of cheese. It's, it's uh, shit, this is all I had. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Although I guess if you put the Branson pickle on it, I don't, that may add another dimension <laughs> to it. I, I don't know. So you're complaining to me over text about how it's a cold sandwich. I'm like, look, that's a valid, that's a perfectly normal sandwich. 
a cheese sandwich on its own, I would eat that. I used to eat that at school, probably. Uh-huh. You said, do I put turkey on a cheddar sandwich? Well, it just seemed... Is mozzarella cheddar? I said, no. Slice a block of cheddar, put Branson pickle on it. Do you need a diagram? You said, why is it called mozzarella cheddar? And then you said, ignore that. I misread the list. <laughs> I did. So I had to order everything to, to figure out this branch because I wanted to do it on the show. I didn't have anything I needed for it. Uh, and I, so do you have that now? I do. I have I have a variety of items that I could try this Branston. It's it's one of the most quick to make and simple sandwiches possible. I'm gonna be on the planet. I'm gonna be honest with you, Gavin. I popped it open and I started to gag as soon as I did. Just the <laughs> smell of it. I'm well, l- listen. You've you've never had this, and and here I am. I'm 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 poo pooing the sandwich too, and I've never had it. This is Gavin is 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 holding on to knowledge that you and I don't yet have. So. Keep an open mind. Maybe it doesn't taste like it smells. And Andrew, can before we start, can I make a very serious request? Of course. Can I ask you to not put chow mein on it? Yeah. Okay. Well, Gavin okay. was giving. I said that I have salad cream paranoia now because I still feel like I delivered on the request of salad cream, and we're arguing about what is and isn't. I the salad is the canvas of the food world. You just throw whatever you want on it. There are no rules to a salad. Anything's a salad. You add stuff to. It. But a sa- he was like, if you're making lemon meringue pie, would you just skip the lemon? And I'm like, no, I'm a recipe guy. I will follow the recipe, but a salad is no, a canvas. I said you just put chow mein and pine nuts in it. Yeah. <laughs> a Did you salad guys see is what chaos. Nick, what Nick typed in the Discord? I No. <laughs> Andrew put charcuterie boards in the microwave. Wait, is, is a charcuterie board, is that the cheese Is that the cheese thing? It's a cheese plate. Yeah, yeah, see, I've never had a cheese plate, so I'm open, I'm open to being more yeah, accepting. He did tell me on text that he's not a cheese plate guy. Well, no, 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 no. It's, it's just right, well, I haven't had it, so I'm not, I'm saying I'm open. To, I like the idea of being somebody who's into cheese plates. I just have never tried one. I, he, he ended up this text conversation just saying, this is chaos. And then I sent, I, I thought, look, I'm going to help him out. I made myself today for lunch a Branson and Cheddar sandwich. And I sent him a picture of how the layout should be. Oh, And he just replied, uh, I hate it. Yeah, because it's just like you made a grilled cheese and ruined it, is how I viewed it. Grilled cheese is such oh, a great item. You don't have to. You don't have to melt all your cheese. You Melted cheese everything. is the best type of cheese, though, in my mm, opinion. It's pretty good. Melted cheese good. is pretty. Good. Well, I mean, maybe, all, all maybe you should good. try Branston and melted cheese and see if that improves <laughs> it next week. Um. So, so you're about to try a cold I'm, cheese Branston yeah, sandwich? Right I got. Now? I got my cheese. Okay. I'm assembling it as we speak. I'm, I feel like you're both describing it in the most disgusting way possible. How should we describe? Would you really not go for this, Jeff? Would you? Would you try this? I don't. I mean, I'll try. I'll try just about anything that's not snake related. I yeah, that's not that's <laughs> yeah. not white. Yeah, is it white? No, I, I was under the impression it would be like I feel like it's like brown. It's, it's like a chutney, right? It's very brown. Uh, I could put. Do you want me to put the picture that I yeah. sent to Andrew in the Discord? I would love it. Oh, that reminds me. Before we end, I need to send you guys two photos. Okay. Okay. I'm waiting for a photo to appear or a Canadian man to eat a sandwich. Yeah, I'm. I'm, sp- yeah. I'm putting. Hold on. I'm spreading. I don't. Uh. Oh, it, from okay, okay. From where I'm sitting, the computer's far enough away. What it looks like, <laughs> shrunken down the thumbnail. It looks like a fucking slice of white bread <laughs> with a piece of American cheese, maybe not even cheddar, and then I think maybe twenty smushed raisins. I don't know why uh, cheddar here is like bright yellow. I don't know. It's like sharp cheddar. Apparently, it's not. That's not the way my cheddar looked but that was what i could get here in this uh american place yeah. that you fought so hard to live in you know you like our cheese yeah that's what brought you here that it, it just <laughs> looks like raisins it looks like smushy raisins i would rather have raisins on cheese than this i'm, I'm pretty sure <laughs> cranberries all right so what's where are you in the in the process I, I right now put the stuff on the cheese i don't even know if i like cold cheese i don't see we get like I a <laughs> Can we get a picture of yours in the same format as mine just before you eat it so we know you've done it right? That's a great you, idea. What do you, no. No, no, you can't. Why not? Why? Because I don't have my phone around me. My desk is filled with, like, <laughs> ingredients I could possibly use. I've, I got a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> stop, stop trying to put other things on it. <laughs> Why don't you just make a sandwich that looks like the picture he gave you and then let us see I, a picture of that picture? Yeah, how hard is that? Go get your phone, take a picture of your cheese and pickle sandwich. I don't, it's, I'm not even doing the... I'm just doing a corner of the bread because I don't trust this yet. It's just a little... Te- what I do can you salvage... Mean, wait, 
I could salvage the You're making the corner of a sandwich? Well, I'm, you, you don't trust it? Are you afraid no, it's no, going to no, no, sleep no, with no, your girlfriend? No, 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 no. <laughs> I, this is perfectly good bread. I don't want to ruin it. So I took a small <laughs> corner of cheese, and I put the stuff on the cheese. So I'm going to bite into I the top left of it. I knew you would salad cream this. How am I salad I knew you'd find it. No, this is, I'm <laughs> trying it. making the yes, sandwich. Yes, I am. I just made, I'm going to take a bite of a sandwich. <laughs> How are you going to make a corner of a sandwich? It's not going to balance right. It's going to fall apart. What do you mean? It's a full sandwich and I'm just putting it in the area I'm biting into. It's no Wait, different. What? It's a, it's a <laughs> You said it was the corner. I, it's he's only putting ingredients in, in the, the corner, corner but he's got two pieces of bread. Jesus <laughs> Christ. So it's you, like when you it's like Gavin you, imagine you were sli <laughs> you were sleeping between two pieces of bread and the cheese and the Branston pickle were your blood were your your inner sheet and in the night you got too hot and you kicked them down. <laughs> And they're at the bottom of the they're at the bottom of the I, sandwich. My sandwich looks identical so, to yours, Gavin, except my Branston <laughs> and cheddar is just in the top left and everything else is naked. How do we with know? The, we can't see it. Well, with the plan that if you hate it, you can still use can the still remaining three-cornered piece the, of the bread. The rest of the to bread make to side. make something else I enjoy. I'm not wasting the bread. If I like it, I'll add more cheese on more Princeton. It's not a hard thing. It'll stay balanced. Here we go. Wow. So you never you never throw away bread that's not eaten yet. Ugh. You always eat all of your bread. This fucking sucks. <laughs> <Ugh>. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna shit my pants. It's gotta suck. It looks terrible. Oh, so gross. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, this is. I didn't even know you needed it. I just took a bite. It's awful. Oh. I regret buying so many things to try it with. I don't wanna try this again. It looks. I didn't want to say it like what? this earlier, but it looks sometimes like when Arrow takes a shit in the yard and I don't catch it before it rains, and then the rain just like hammers the shit down. That's what the Branston pickle looks like. Oh, I, it just, oh, oh my god! god. What's not, it? What's it taste like? Give, give it like give, give, give us a review. Let's hear it. It's very sour and sweet. Okay. A lot of tang sweet sour. To it. Yeah. Um, and tangy. Texture. I, I I can't tell. I don't even know how to answer that. What do you mean, like? Well, it should be very crunchy. No, it's not. I wouldn't describe it as crunchy. Um, what are you eating? Did you get any of the actual no, bits? No, I, of... I, I did. I did. I got several of them. I ate the whole corner, Gavin. I covered it. Um, I'm getting the impression that maybe one corner wasn't enough for you to make I'm this not. I'm not taking assessment. another bite of it. I will gladly try it with a different <laughs> thing. Here was my problem with your suggestion. I would never just eat a cheddar sandwich to begin with. I don't yeah, think I'd like... Yeah, I wouldn't like... This isn't the thing I'd enjoy. So, okay, so, so you want to maybe try it on a grilled cheese then? I could try it that way. I got a few other items I could try it with. I have uh, a bacon jerky. I could try it with that. <laughs> that classic combination. Yeah, let's try. Let's try a little dip of that. Uh, the old, uh, the old Branston and bacon. Uh, yeah, <laughs> bacon jerky dipped in Branston pickle. That actually is better than the sandwich. I enjoy that a lot more. The Branston with the bacon jerky. I'm a fan okay. of that. It's getting better. Yeah. Option, I don't know what I should do. An or option two, I guess I'll go with the hot dog. I got a hot dog here. <laughs> what, the, what the hell? Are you putting it on a hot dog? Um, you can't just dip it in. You're not going to get any of the crunch if you dip. I need the crunch. I need to. I don't know if I like the crunch though. You got it. No, you want to spoon it or knife it onto oh, whatever okay, you're eating. Okay, I'll spoon it. Jesus Christ. Demands. Branston. I'm doing a little. I did a little bit. Okay. I'm going to get the crunch. Bite into this hot dog. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> That's better than the sandwich. I think you offered me the thing I'd like at least on as the base test. If anything, mm. you've salad cream this. I've oh. salad creamed this? Oh, I was just trying to give you a very... Those are strong you know, words. A very non-complex baseline. I do understand where he's coming from there. The more steps you have to take, the greater the risk that you are going to fuck it up spectacularly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a great. That's so you a, like it? A, you like it as a hot dog? It's not bad as a hot dog condiment. I'm gonna do the last test. Dippable. What's the last test? The Kit Kat. You got a Kit Kat string. <laughs> that's not. That's not. That's not real. Yeah, it is. I can't imagine that being. That's, any not, good. A, that's not a real thing. It's you chocolatey. It's gonna be tangy. I think in my head this makes sense. We're gonna take a bite. Okay. 
I'd never order this. I'd never request this. It's better than the sandwich. This is better <laughs> than the sandwich. Request this. <laughs> Where the I, fuck would you request that? Where would you ever find yourself in life when you would go, hey, can I get you anything, Andrew? Or can I get you anything, sir? And you go, you guys got a Kit Kat Branson pickle? <laughs> We need to, at the next RTX, we need to set up a little food trailer that just serves like muffins in bowls and Kit Kat dipped Branston or Branston dipped Kit Kat. If I was in a fallout be. shelter and I only had Branston and Kit Kats, I wouldn't combine them often. But if I wanted to spice things up a little bit, I'd combine them. I'd combine them maybe once a year. It's not terrible. I enjoyed it more than oh. the sandwich. I would never eat that sandwich. That was a disgraceful sandwich. Okay, so I'm wondering if, yeah, I'm wondering if maybe the cheese baseline doesn't work for you being a Canadian. You don't usually have a cheese sandwich. Yeah, I would try maybe a grilled cheese next week. I'm open to that. I think I would enjoy it. It's so hard to fuck up a grilled cheese, though. No matter what you put on it, it's going to be okay. You do it well. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Maybe you should have like a turkey and provolone and Branson pickle. Well, here's the, I, I ordered turkey. Uh, this is all products that came from 7-Eleven, by the way. I ordered, I got the official 7-Eleven cheddar, Wonder Bread, and uh, I, the 7-Eleven bacon jerky hot dog. Uh, I ordered turkey. Uh, they didn't have any, so they just gave me ham. I'm not a, I'm not a big ham person. Ah. So. Can't not a big that. ham guy? You're not a big ham guy, considering we invented the ham zone and that we swim in it? That's we're a, all ham yeah, fans? That's a great, Seriously? That's a great point. Um, it's sort of like mayo to me. I like my, my ham to be sneaky. I don't want to be aware okay. that the ham is there. <laughs> I can understand that. When it's bacon, you know when it looks like bacon bits? Like like that that style of like Hawaiian pizza, I think it's great. Yeah, like on a Oh, really? Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm a fan of that. Well, I'm glad uh I'm glad that you could try the Branston. I did. Um Yeah, I it am was too. worth the probably forty five bucks it's it took <laughs> to get that to you. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta try and think. I uh, will leave it for maybe another ten or so weeks, but yeah. I'll try and find another obscure British food to make you eat because I'm enjoying it. I feel like I, we need to flip this. I feel like I need to come up with a thing for you two to try. I'm, I'm the guinea pig. Yeah, send me stuff. a box of poutine or something. I tell you what, you uh, you sent me a twelve foot toilet. Uh, I'll take a pass <laughs> on the next one. You, Gavin can have it. <laughs> yeah, I haven't got anything yet. I don't, well, it's more complicated. I don't know where you live. You refuse to tell me. <laughs> you have to send Smartly. it to me and then I take it to Gavin. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, Eric's telling us we have to wrap up and stop talking to each other and that our friendship is... Okay. So. That's sad. It goes fast, isn't it? Yeah. Whole Just hour. like that. Oh, you know what, though? We do, there are a couple things I do want to show um, or talk about. Uh, one of them is, I don't know if you saw it yet, Gav, but Andrew hasn't. Last episode that aired, at least, we asked the audience to very poorly roto in uh, Don Zimmer over E.T. in uh, Andrew Berman. Oh, it feels like so long ago now. Yeah, that's they did. They did that. And I put it in the I put it in the discord. It's just uh, below the picture of Andrew. If you guys want to watch. Okay, let me have a look. Pretty, pretty adorable. Let's open that. I don't know why I didn't click this earlier. I've been here the whole time. I'm just stuck in a loading screen. Um. That was Sark Lad at <coughs> Gecko Geek Six. It was very fun. Okay. Oh, here, here we go. go. Transition. Okay. <laughs> 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 like, it, it works, right? Yeah. And, that's, and then <laughs> it's not seamless, but it works. Nah, so we didn't want it. We didn't want it to be. Yeah. And then perfect. I, uh, I, I want to send you guys a picture of this. Check this out. That okay. should be in the chat now. Oh, uh, we got these. We got these in the mail. Yes, uh, from a user, uh, and I unfortunately I don't have the their name with me. I, they they also sent a bunch of really cool old baseball cards, but I have yours and Nick's and Gavin's wow. Andrew, and Eric's, and I have no intention of getting them to you. So I have six of these, <laughs> I think, or five, five or six of these. Uh, That's I'm amazing. Certainly, I'm certainly not going to put them in the mail to Canada. So <laughs> put it uh, on your bike and drop it off. Yeah, if it is ever at all convenient to me, I saved the box. Actually, what I did was I opened the box and I took mine out. I realized there was stuff for you guys. And then I just put it back in the box and threw it in my trunk. So what I could just do was throw it back in the mail at Rooster Teeth and let them figure it out. Uh, but anyway, they exist and they're out there somewhere. And I encourage you guys to find out a way to get yours because they are phenomenal. These giant, we'll put it on the Instagram, but these giant face pencils with a bite taken out of them. And on the back, they say, f like, they're numbered of six. So I, this I feel like that's better than anything we've sold. It's pretty, pretty fucking good, and we should probably look into it. 
Uh, so anyway, I don't have that user's uh, name in front of me, but I will be sure that we thank them in the future. I'm sorry, that, uh, that comment lever. And then <laughs> another thing is, <clears throat> I took the weirdest, I, took, I was taking a, a selfie and it came out weird. And I was wondering if you guys know anything, noticed anything weird about myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so disturbing. Uh, that's great. It's like too high up on the neck as well. I know. I know. I, uh, <laughs> right before we started the podcast, the, the mail came and I got my Don Zimmer fan. <laughs> so I, I took his. What I did, I, I'll put it on the Instagram as well, or I'll have it put on it, but I, I just uh, I took a selfie where I replaced my face with Don Zimmer's. And His head is, is like 80% <laughs> cheeks. I don't know how he does it. Dude, that thing was not cheap. I had to pay like $40 for it because I had he autographed this forehead there. <laughs> oh, that's a real Don Zimmer autograph? Yeah, it came with a certificate of authenticity. <laughs> wow. I didn't want it. I just wanted his head for like five bucks, but that was the only other <laughs> Uh, sir, your signature is ruining yeah. <laughs> the fan. It's uh, it's gotta be one of the grossest things made about <laughs> and for a celebrity. It's not nice. He looks pasty in it. He's he he. His eyes are half closed. It's just. It looks like he didn't do a special photo shoot for it. Someone was just like Don, and he was like, huh? And then he they took the picture. He was tired. He had just had a nap. He turned around. Yeah, it's not. Anyway, it's so it's phenomenal. Uh, so anyway, that's all I wanted to show you guys. Oh, that's great. Love it. Yeah. How do you feel about that one, Jeff? Was that a good episode? How do you feel about it? What, what's your review it's, of this one? All right. If you want to get into it, uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Here's, here's the form. Here's the survey. Here, here's what I was. Here's what I was thinking. I mm -hmm. thought it was a, a really good episode. I was really happy with uh, all of it, but one part. And I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna call Gavin out or text Gavin after and see what he thought. Uh, but we can do it here. Uh, I think that my telling of the stand-up face I did, where I didn't prepare and I had to do the twenty-minute stand-up, I think that that was. I think that story was a little dry. No, it was an it emotional was journey. Yeah. Are you kidding me? No, I was Jeff. I was feeling I was your anxiety in, the moment. in that. Yeah, that was great. It was an A plus. Yeah. Oh. That's good, right, man. Well, thanks. Because I, I was feeling pretty I was feeling pretty down on that one. No. Uh I appreciate that. Oh. I was <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Cause I was like, man, I just I felt like I was dragging and No. Was <laughs> Not at all. Ugh. It's fantastic. <sighs> all right. Well, thanks. I, I mean, if if anything, you should you should feel bad about the weird ending that you've given us now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, usually I give you this ending after. <laughs> but you wanted to do it here. You wanted to you wanted to fill out the comic cards, so we're filling out the comic cards. I usually have this sp spiral 15 minutes from now, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. All right, let's end it. Yeah. All right. It was lovely talking to you two idiots. Thank you for listening. This has been episode 49 of Face. We would really appreciate it if you would give us a like and a review and tell your friends and buy a t-shirt or a baseball bat or a knob or I don't know, something. Or not. I don't give a fuck. Just uh, listen to another episode. Or don't. Whatever. It's a free country. If you're listening from America, you figure it out. See you next week. Bye.